Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's going on, everybody? Mike here. It is Monday and it is day eight of my 30-day blog. And also it's episode 74 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And gotta love Mondays because at least for me, Mondays means usually one of two things, either lower body day or leg day in general. And because I'm going back to my acceleration program, I got lower body day, which is including those legs. And uh, I got to say, my hip flexor is feeling stronger. It's feeling better. So it was good to take that week last week. uh, But it felt good to hit it again this week, feel that strength, and see the improvements that I've made. One thing I was telling Ash is that um, I even feel like just in my quad specifically or just like my thighs in general, they've gotten bigger. So um, when I was doing my circumference measurements, I noticed that it went up a couple inches even though as I was uh, progressively losing weight, leaning out, um, which is cool while we've been here. And I think it's in large part to do with, A, I've been running more sprints uphills instead of just running flat uh, sprints. And also in general, Asheville is just full of hills and hiking trails and all that good stuff so i've been walking a lot more and i think that's uh kind of just adding into some muscle mass onto my legs indirectly which i've also been focusing on um building up and continuously strengthening my legs for power for explosiveness for movement agility and all that stuff for fighting but i've noticed a little bit of a jump since i've actually gotten here to Asheville. so fun little observation and side note so today this morning like I said, I went back to my strength programming with our acceleration lower body workout. Um, felt awesome. Got my weights back up. I like to progressively go up 5 to 10% every workout when I can. And if I can't go up at least a minimum of 5% with all weights, let's say my workout's calling for um, – Usually what we'll do is we'll break programs down and workouts down into different sections. And this isn't always the same for every program, but I'll just break down the current program I'm on and how I'm looking at it. So it's um, for lower body, it's broken up into three supersets, uh, really two supersets and then one or a third final set. And the first superset is going to be um, goblet squats with a heel raise. So my heels are going to be elevated on a plate or a platform. I'm usually using a plate since I'm at Gold's Gym and I, I don't really see the equipment for like platforms being raised. Um, and usually they are like in front of one of the squat machines, but usually people are squatting in there and uh, I'm not going to be the guy just right at the tail end where it lips off and be like, hey, I'm just using this little platform. Don't mind me um, when I can easily just use plates instead and get the same thing. So anyways, heel elevated plates, uh, front squatting or goblet squats. Um, felt good because I was able to break 100 pounds with the dumbbell, which was nice. Um, but today I actually switched it up. Instead of going to just straight up dumbbells, I kind of 
create a little bit of a variation with a kettlebell front rack instead where I'm racking the kettlebells on my arm. So I actually skewed the weight because two weeks ago on my last phase of the program, um, I was at 100 and 105 pounds on the front row of goblet squat. And this time I wanted to go back with kettlebells. So I started with uh, 35 pounds in each arm. So it was a total of 70, then went up to 80, and then went up to 90. Um, so even though the weight was actually slightly less, it just felt good the way I was racking it and uh, my posture, all that good stuff. Legs felt strong, not even a little bit of weakness was just good. And uh, still felt like it was challenging, fatiguing, and all that good stuff, especially with my tempo in there. So that was the first superset. We have six sets. Uh, the first three sets are going to be five repetitions, and then the second three sets is going to be three repetitions. So it's focusing a little bit more on the power side of the equation. Um, and then supersetting that with a single leg curl. So there's two machines, and I was kind of alternating between two of them. I have a standing single leg curl, and then I have a seated single leg curl. For the standing one, I actually just wanted to use the machine because I haven't actually had uh, access to them in a while where one leg you're kneeling and then the opposite leg you're actually just curling with that single leg. And normally what I'll do is with single leg curls focusing on the eccentric is I'll curl the two legs together and then let one leg go out straight and focus on the eccentric lower for the opposite leg. So we're still hitting the eccentric, we're still getting the benefit, but ultimately it can challenge more weight because I'm using two legs for the curling part, the concentric part of the lift, and then challenge the eccentric. But either way, um, got to switch it up, felt really good. Then second superset was Bulgarian split squats with the elevated rear foot. Supersetting with uh, sta uh, straight leg deadlifts, which again, felt awesome. Um, really not even going too super heavy with those, doing like 70, 75 pounds, up to 80. Um, couldn't go heavier probably, but it felt good. Still working my grip posture felt good and I didn't want to put too much strain on my hip even though I've noticed more of the issues were in a complete flexion um, or going through range of motion into flexion and extension but when I'm hinging at my hip it's usually not as bad um, again even hinging at the hip from flexion and extension is not, it's more of the knee flexion extension simultaneously with hip, hip flexion extension um, but I just even when I overload it, still can get just from stabilizing. It's been a little iffy in the past, but it still felt good, strong. Um, so that's the second superset. And then for our third set, it was just uh, – I was going to say Russian good morning. Uh, Turkish get-ups. Excuse me. Get a little tired here towards the end of the day. And um, again, we're going – so for our second superset, it was four sets – five to seven reps and then for the third section of or third um, set broken down it's going to be three sets of five reps on our turkish get-ups so uh, i was going with the kettlebell on this one because it's nice and awkward instead of our dumbbell which can be a little bit easier on the wrist too because the kettlebell is obviously leaning into the wrist but i like the instability of it and the challenge for the grip and weight and I was actually to bump up to 35 pounds, uh, which was nice, felt good, good hip extension, good hip drive, all that good stuff. So it's feeling good. Uh, I had a good morning workout, um, walked earlier in the morning. Obviously, that's my normal routine. Like, So you guys got the new morning routine. Same thing as always. Woke up. I'm waking up a little bit after 9, so like 9.30. Um, got the walk by 10. Got to... 
the bakery around, uh, I want to say like 1030, uh, got the car, got ready, boom, head over to the gym, 11 o'clock, and then bam, got the killer workout in. Um, then again, we always have plans for the day. I had my day planned out, but then things changed, had to take care of some personal stuff. Um, so yeah, I actually was supposed to work tonight, but I had to get covered. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Kevin. Um, again, probably going to be able to shed some more light on this stuff in months to come guys, but I can't really talk about it right now, but had to take a personal day and take care of some things, took care of what we had to take care of, all good, busy during the day, and then evening rolls around, still taking care of some stuff, wanted to squeeze in, make sure I got my podcast done, going to get my night session in, I can't believe the house, I'm going to do a kickboxing here, making do with what we've got, and yeah, so I uh, didn't want to wait until after my session, because what I like to normally do is, as early as I can, eat my last meal, and then get my last workout in and see if I can squeeze in one more meal after that. But I think because kind of went a little nuts at dinner. I had so had my workout, boom, got back, went over to the bakery, got a sandwich. I always love getting a fresh sandwich over from Geraldine's whenever I can. They're not too busy because I don't want to like kind of come in there when they're trying to be like, hey, guys, want to make me a sandwich? Not really the best move. Um, so got food after the gym when it was a little bit slower. I think it was like 12, 31 o'clock. Um... Yeah, did all that good stuff, got back, like I said, took care of what I had to take care of, and um, wanted to eat dinner, so I had some homemade spaghetti with um, like vegetable sauce, it was really a marinara, just add some veggies, spinach, and then I was still kind of hungry, and I'm like, oh, what ended up happening was Ash brought home some pastries from the bakery, and what I always say is like, don't bring stuff around me because... I'm going to eat it. So like I try not to have anything shitty in the house when we go food shopping, eat good stuff. And that's something I even talk about on our um, coaching program with our clients and even in the kitchen rescue pack, one of our infographics you guys can check out under the blog is if it's in the house, you're going to eat it at some point. So I told Ash, I'm like, hey, don't like in the future, don't just don't bring pastries here. Like normally she doesn't, which is great. It makes my life super, super easy. And I can have discipline when I really need to, but Today was one of those days I was kind of like, ah, you know what? Multiple things are kicking in um, between sometimes stress. I still fall victim to it at times. But one thing I was like, all right, I'm like, you know, again, you start kind of negotiating with yourself here and I'm, I'm victim to it too. I was like, all right, I'll eat this, but I'll make it for, for doing this. You know, you do these compromises. When realistically it's like, hey, I just want it. So then I'm like, you know what? I, I want this. I'm going to eat it. I'm kind of, I'm still going to fast. Um, still not going to eat later at night, so... I'm going to get my second workout anyway, so I'll eat it before the workout. So I actually just had dinner maybe like a half hour ago, Um, and I had a cinnamon roll with peanut butter on top, so that was like the pastry that I just kind of went crazy on. Um, And yeah, so like I counted up, I put all that, put my macros, I'm like, damn, I'm supposed to be at like 26 to 2,800 calories today, I broke 33, maybe 35, depending on how the, the calorie estimates add up. Um, but I also, since today was a heavy strength day, usually when I lift on heavier days, I tend to let my calories go up, especially when I'm doing caloric cycling, which is a long store or longer name for just basically saying switching calories based on activity days. So obviously when I'm lifting and I'm training heavier, I'm going to increase my calories and when I'm doing less activities or if it's more of a day where I don't necessarily need to replenish glycogen storages or not refeed muscle tissue that have been, um, broken down. 
then I'm going to lower my calorie intake. But days where I'm weight training and then I'm also going to do a skill training at the end of the day, like strength and skill days or high metabolic hit days and a skill day, when I put those two together, make sure I eat more. And then, or if I'm just doing like skill day, active recovery day or intervals and I'm not using any kind of really heavy um, anaerobic resistance, I'm just using aerobic resistance, jump rope, shadow boxing, even bag work, uh, sprints, things like that. I'm going to focus more on keeping my calorie count a little bit lower because I'm not depleting not only glycogen storages, that's fine, even to deplete and not necessarily fully replenish, but more of the damage that's happening to the muscle tissue because it's not just the damage and refeeding amino acids to rebuild. You also need glycogen. Um, well, it really kind of depends on your diet. If you're still running off of glycogen or sugar storages, then you're going to need glycogen for that. If you're running off of lipids, ketones, fatty acids, all that fun stuff, then that's obviously where you want to kind of rely your energy sources to. But for me, I find that I work best when I'm still working off of glycogen and sugar storages, but then I moderate my carb intake for the rest of the day. So now since I did eat that and I even had more calories, I'm going to work out. Um, and since it's not a high-intensity workout, I'm not even going to have a protein shake. I'm just going to water and uh, fast starting the rest of the night. So I really started my fast, let's say 7.45 when I started the podcast. And bam, that's kind of my plan for the day. And then tomorrow, uh, depending on what's going on, I think as far as plans go, we'll be able to actually go um, Christmas tree shopping to get a tree. Get that up. I'm excited about that. And then, yeah, back to teaching on Wednesday. I'm excited to get back into the gym. I've been away for the weekend, had to deal with some stuff. So it's going to be exciting to get back in there. And then Wednesday, I'm excited because I'm also going to be doing my HIT training. So I'm actually debating. I might do it tomorrow. Um, this is where I'm still unsure. Normally, what I would do is Monday, Tuesday would be strength and skill days. Wednesday and Saturdays would be like HIT interval, sprint training, and um still skill like I basically do skill every day it's just what am I pairing else with that skill and then for my skill workouts even if it says skill I may do intervals during uh, kickboxing and skill training or I might just do continuous training so even though it's skill there's different paces for different days like strength days I usually will do less intensity at the evening workout I'll just move around um, and just burn continuous calories because I want to take it easy on my muscles and since I've already taxed them enough in the morning with a hard strength movement I'm not going to simultaneously tax my nervous system with another hard session. I want to try and go a little bit easier, focus on some skills, focus on footwork, movement, all that good stuff, and then get a good night's sleep. But because I ate a little bit more tonight, I'm going to change it up and kind of spark up a little bit more of the HIT training in my skill training. So I'll be doing some intervals. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get to the gym because I had to stay back at the house. Um, so instead of doing it on the bag work and doing it with the sparring partner or training partner, I'm just going to do it at home. Uh, shadow boxing, I'm going to get a slip line set up and give my hands like maybe a one or two pound resistance weights and still be able to go through intervals of 15 or 30 seconds of explosion and then 30 or 45 seconds of recovery and repeat that. And I'll get the job done and then I can still focus on the skill aspect of it, of extending on my punches, turning my hips, um, rotating the hips over on high kicks, push kicks, extending, but also pulling my, like all the little details that I want to pay attention to. So that's going to be the game plan as I jump off the podcast. I'm going to finish up my workout, bam, and then I'm going to hop back into the office and finish editing, putting up the podcast, all that good stuff, and doing some more back-end marketing and website tightening up. So I'm still working on getting the fitness and nutrition vault even more streamlined for you guys because that's something I've had some people reach out on um, whether it's when you first buy the membership and you're having an issue logging in, I had to just manually send you the, the login information 
or you're having a hard time accessing one or two things and there's just a couple settings in the account that I had to tweak. We're just making it more and more streamlined so we have less issues like that. Um, if you guys do have any problems that I haven't currently addressed or that may keep arising, just let me know. But we've gotten it tightened up for the most part. Now it's just a matter of expanding upon it, which I'm excited about. And yeah, guys, going to kick butt. I'm excited this week I'm going to do another podcast episode besides just what I'm doing traditionally every day, talking about me and the blogging and that fun stuff. I'm going to have um, a fighter's guide to hygiene. This is something that I've really got uh, more attention on as I was in Thailand because I've gotten staph infection four times while I was out there in a five-month period of time, which is a lot, at least for me. Um, I've never gotten staph prior to that, never really had anything. I had ringworm, ringworm a couple times. Um, but really I've always made it, made it a point to stay as clean as possible, have good hygiene practices, the facilities, all that good stuff. But I think it's the environment in Thailand, like even showering after it's just the environment itself is going to breed infections. And when you have constantly new people coming in and out and they don't care as much, their chances go up as well. There's a bunch of reasons. And we'll talk about that in the actual podcast discussing the fighter's guide have some, some recommendations as well, not only from what we can do, looking for facilities, what to look for, um, products that you can use, whether it's your soap, whether it's your laundry detergent, or even your clothing that can impact your likelihood or unlikelihood of getting an infection, and also just practices on what to do with your clothes before and after training. Like Obviously, you just sweated in them. Is it the best thing to do to put them in the corner of your car and leave them there for a week? Probably not. No, obviously. Let's throw them in maybe a mesh bag that can breathe or we can air them out. Or if your gym even has a, a washer and dryer or anything like that, immediately throw it in there. Or put it in a separate bag and then immediately air it out. Try and get into the laundry as best possible, quick as possible, and use the right deterrent. All these fun factors that I'll break down even more in the episode. But just figured I'd give you guys a little preview. I'm going to get my second workout in the day, guys, and I will check in with you tomorrow. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.